Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, January 20th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to continue our discussion about Jesus and resurrection. Before we get into that, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, pour out your spirit upon all who hear your word. And in hearing, may we understand. In understanding, may we be transformed. And in our transformation, may we reach out to serve you and help others. Amen. Amen. Our scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. Soon afterwards, he went, he being Jesus, went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. As he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow, and with her a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came forward and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has looked favorably on his people. This word about him spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Brett, it is unusual in the Bible to see any sort of detail given um, about women, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But in this passage, we have the man. We just know that he's a man and he was dead. But we learn something about the woman. What is the significance of mentioning that she was a widow and this was her only son? Yeah, I think what, what the author of Luke is, is really wanting to drive across to us is that this widow with the only man now dead in her life in a society where uh, men were the landowners, men uh, held the property, that with his death, it meant death for her uh, Mm -hmm. in in a lot of ways, that she was um, already in a destitute situation, but now she was further moved to destitution by her son uh dying that this that this was her connection to society uh and and now that was gone you know when i was reading this passage for the first time i kind of saw something new which is jesus does not object to death he objects to the suffering that the widow will have to undergo Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i think that helps Um, We think about healing a lot Mm -hmm. because we don't want to die, but it is this normal kind of part of who we are as humans. And I just thought the issue isn't that he's dying so much. The issue is that the woman is suffering because of it. I think sometimes we think of 
sometimes we have a narrow view of resurrection. Um, for me, resurrection isn't just they were dead and now they're alive. Um, that that they that they continue on living. It's it's a call to something completely new. And so you know, I would argue in this scripture, Jesus does not resurrect the the man. He brings the man back to life. Jesus resurrects the widow. Mm-hmm. Um, he resurrects her uh, to a totally new life from which she was in um, mm-hmm. at, at that point of absolute suffering. That's funny. There's an um, African-American preacher who says, you know, uh, every time a man puts down a bottle, there's a resurrection going on. Hmm. Every time a marriage is saved, there's a resurrection hmm. going on. And um, I think about that a lot. Yeah, uh, We do have to expand the idea of what new life is and that it happens all the time. Yeah. It says Jesus is moved by compassion. How do you define compassion? And how do you think it should function in our lives as people of faith? Yeah, I was I was really interested when Tara wrote these questions and I was I was reading through them and I was I was curious. I I realized I had no idea what the Greek word was for compassion because a lot of times when compassion is used in the in the Bible in Scripture, it's just like uh, translating mercy into compassion. But there is a specific word that's used here uh, that means to be moved by compassion, moved by pity. Uh, and it was really interesting. It the the root of it comes from uh, something that means like the bowels or the innards. Um, and so it's it's essentially saying that Jesus was so moved. Compassion is when you are so moved by all your innermost being for and with uh, someone's pain. Um, and I and I love that idea that um, compassion is, uh, it, it's, it's our whole being that hurts for uh, another people. I think, I think one word that's kind of taken the place for compassion in our common vernacular is empathy. Um, just with, which is great. It, it, I think that it captures a lot of really wonderful things. Uh, but this idea of, of compassion that um, you recognized and you feel with and you feel for uh, the hurt that another person is going through. And when you feel that, you can't help but be moved to some sort of action, some sort of care, uh, whether that's that, whether that's praying for them, whether that is uh, sitting with them in their hurt, uh, whether that's if you're able to perform miracles. <laughs> perform miracle. I do think that's the difference between <laughs> compassion and empathy. Mm. Both, well, I do think compassion is a deeper feeling yeah. than empathy, but I think compassion is you are moved to alleviate suffering. Yeah. Um, you're just moved to alleviate suffering. And so I think that, I do think as people of faith, we should practice alleviating suffering, whether we have that deep well of feeling or not. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are times where I certainly feel compassion and I don't have a choice about whether I feel it or not. Um, but I also have all of these, you know, myriad of ways to protect myself from that feeling. Sure. Um, So I do think as people of faith, we have to practice alleviating suffering. Yeah. um, Because that's who we are. We act our way into that feeling. Yes. Yeah, I I like that. I love that of of compassion is is the verbiage um, of 
<laughs> we've we've talked about that a fair amount on the podcast. If there are times you don't feel like it, or or yeah. as you just said, we've put up walls because we don't want to feel because that hurts to be moved uh-huh. from your innermost towards another person. Yeah. Um, uh, and so choosing to uh, choosing to maybe let down those walls so you can feel that and to be moved to action. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, when we were talking about resurrection, I almost, we've used it here in the podcast before, but um, my favorite Wendell Berry poem, the last line is practice resurrection. Hmm. We are also people have, who have to practice getting back up. Hmm. And bringing new life into the world however we can love that and with that let us close with a quote from arthur schopenhauer he says compassion is the basis of morality that's a good reminder in light (laughs) of our world situation right now (laughs) we hope you will join us again on friday and until then may you go out to love and to serve to be well to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.